Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the New Story Podcast with me, Rebecca Conran. And today I'm going to be talking to you a little bit about why it's so hard to set intentions that last. You know, we just hit the new year and um, it's definitely a time when we look at our resolutions and the things that maybe didn't work for us, the things that we want to work on. And then we set a bunch of goals. And I've talked a lot in my astrology podcasts about how, about setting these goals. The Capricorn Energy Report was definitely centered around that. And uh, with Mars retrograde, we can see that we were in more of a planning stage than a doing stage. But now that Mars has gone direct, uh, how do we set those intentions and those resolutions that we're actually going to follow up on? So why is it so hard to create lasting change with our resolutions? Each January, you know, we feel that push to really set those goals for the upcoming year that's going to rectify any disappointments or unmet expectations of the previous year. And this actually is, unbeknownst to us, actually reason number one why many intentions just don't have sticking power. And that's because they're written on a sense of not good enough. And that seems to only solidify our dissatisfaction with ourselves rather than being an inspiring motivator to help us reach for what we really deserve, the health, happiness, and prosperity that every human being is worthy of. Setting intentions is the practice of dreaming what could be into reality. In terms of personal goals, if you believe you can attain it, with the right support around you, you usually can in time. Human beings are amazing crea- uh, creators and creatures, and that's why we actually can get a lot more done than we uh, believe that we can. However, that's really what it all comes down to, the belief. And the language that we use in our intentions can either empower us or belittle us. And to understand how successful we're going to be at holding to our intentions this year, we really need to check in with and understand the underlying belief systems that are actually motivating us. And to create a language internally, an internal dialogue that actually helps us gather courage and confidence rather than shame and judgment. So let's talk about motivations here. They're a tricky thing for us. What's really motivating what we are are, um, setting our intentions based on? Getting fit in 2023 because we want that revenge body or getting fit because our bodies deserve the best opportunities for health, those are built on two different belief systems. Those are two different motivating factors. One says, you're not good enough until you attain this. And the other one says, make the physical changes because you are good enough and health is what you actually deserve. Do you see the nuance between the two? And to our unconscious mind, that nuance actually really matters. Ultimately, we don't get what we want. We get what we believe we deserve. So we're not going to end up getting that healthy body if it's motivating factor is a a symbol of unworthiness or of self-shame. If our intentions are built on a sense of disempowerment, we're hardly going to muster the energy to create progress for Mm -hmm. ourselves. 
We need to align our inner beliefs with our intentions if we're going to have luck with them. Well, how are we going to do that? We're going to do that actually by focusing on what makes us feel good. That's also good for you. Focusing on intentions that make us feel good. Well, what an idea. It seems a little different than the restriction of what our intentions for the new year and resolutions typically are. They're typically a laundry list of don't do this and don't do that. In my experience, rather than inventing, reinventing the wheel when we're setting New Year's intentions, I first look to reinstate goals and behaviors that I already have some experience with. I don't need to be uh, brilliant at it, but maybe I have an inkling into, um, into it. So most of the New Year's intentions that we're setting, they're inadvertently centered around pleasure activities that can become toxic like we are drinking too much alcohol, we're eating garbage foods, we're watching too much TV. So these behaviors are actually ones that our pleasure receptors are deeply attached to. Okay, withdrawing these behaviors without first thinking how you're going to replace them with healthy coping coping mechanisms is going to lead to intentions that don't have sticking power. So your body is looking for some kind of comfort, right? And it's unfortunately looking in an instant gratification pleasure place for that um, sense of calm, sense of relaxation, sense of comfort. And so in order to create a new uh, set of behaviors, we have to really remember that what we're looking for is that sense of comfort. And we, uh, instead of looking in the toxic areas, we need to be looking outside of the box to where we can find that in areas that also seem exciting and fun and amazing to us, not just eating lettuce instead of eating burgers, (laughs) right? So check in with yourself. What are you doing when you feel the happiest? What are you doing when you feel the most creative? When you feel the most grounded? When you feel the most joyful? When you feel the most excited? When you feel the most loved? You can go back and pause this here and maybe jot those down so you can sort of write about that. Well, when am I the most happiest, creative, grounded, joyful, excited, loved feeling person? What am I doing? And don't just make a laundry list about it. Get intimate with yourself about the details, which tools, rituals, and behaviors may have fallen by the wayside that make you feel good, ones that you're already familiar with. For me personally, there are certain activities that make me feel really great. I love performing music. I love singing with other people. I love to make art. Um, I love to have some one-on-one time with a friend once a week. Just a little meet and greet, even if it's just a phone call. So start by bringing these feel-good comforts back into your experience first and foremost. I feel loved when I socialize with my friend. I feel grounded when I take a 20-minute walk. You know, recently I took my partner uh, for a New Year's pedicure. We had been talking about it for like six months and it was so amazing how this 30 minute activity really shifted our personalities and by shifted our personalities, I mean shifted his personality. Um, He was a much happier person after he got this foot massage. You know, you could really see it wash over him. He really just needed that extra bit 
of uh, feeling just relaxed and able to just uh, marinate in something that was a comfort and, and felt good. So don't expect to cut down on behaviors that are less desirable unless you actually get clear and help about healthy behaviors that are going to leave you feeling good because those pleasure receptors are still going to need some comfort. It's imperative to set intentions that are built on a foundation of feeling supported, cared for, encouraged, and relaxed. You know, discipline is a wonderful tool. It really is. But without those additional loving qualities, our intentions just can be these extensions of unconscious bullying, telling us that we're not good enough, that we can't be good enough unless we are a certain way and eat in a certain way and look a certain way. So we're not going to see lasting uh, loving results from those kinds of belief systems. So as you set your goals for 2023, remember that you're going to get more bees with honey. You're going to be so much more successful with your uh, intentions if they're based around how can I feel happier, more grounded, more creative, more joyful, more excited, more loved, more supported, more or encouraged this year, as opposed to just a laundry list of things that need to be better about you. Think about all the things that you need to do to feel more healthy coping mechanisms in your life. And remember that you're going to uh, embody a loving and encouraging parent in order to see the results you desire. Friends, I'm an astrologer, certified holistic life and wellness coach, psychic medium and energy practitioner, and I live and work in Kingston, New York, and also remotely. And I'm known for my compassionate but no-nonsense practical approach to mysticism, and I offer advice that comes from a place of personal experience. So if you'd like to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, uh, visit my website, www.rebeccaconran.com, R-E-B-E-C-C-A-C-O-N-R-A-N.com, for more info on me uh, and my services that I offer, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Happy intention setting and a happy new year to you.